You are now entering the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Discuss geek culture from the belly of the beast once a week. I'm your host Dan, and I'm much more subdued today because we're actually inside at Just Will's house on a Sunday after watching football. So I can't be outside and screaming. How you doing? Let's be fair. I watched football. You watch football. Des watched football. I watched. Some. And you came to my house. I came to your house. I played on my phone a little bit. Yeah. I watched the end of the Chargers game. Okay. I watched the end of the Minnesota destroying the Chargers. I don't necessarily know if that was a game. How's your fantasy team going this week? Really well, actually. It wasn't going well, and then it started going much better. Um, you, okay, you can't say that. No, 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 no. We just had this whole discussion. And, and by the way, Dez is here, too. Say hi, Dez. What? No, there you go. Are we recording? We finally? are. Yes, finally. It took forever. Are Dez, you sure? I'm absolutely, and I got episode 100 up. I didn't lose it. It's a fucking miracle. It's up. It's up. Okay. It's, really, it's uh, even on Danger Entertainment. Um, William just got done saying, looking sad and sour. I'm expecting him to be like, I wasn't, I, everything sucked this week. And he goes, I'm going to win the majority of my leagues, <laughs> but not all of his leagues. Therefore, he is upset. I went one in four last week. It was a very bad week. Oh, and Des didn't win again this week, which was sad because there was a well, while. It's not decided yeah, that's yet. That's not true. Oh, it's not, I, th- I, thought, I thought you were. Des won. Why, how did Des win? Des is the big winner. Because Des renamed his team the Losers, and his team, they committed to that, to that designation. Des did say, man, speaking in a third person, that um, it, it, you did say it's about time to just start playing Kingmaker for our league this year. Yeah, I might. I might um, don't be surprising if some, if some week I'm picking like a third-string quarterback who's not even going to start to be my quarterback just because it's like I like this person and Will sucks so I want this person to get into the playoffs and Will to not get in the playoffs Des is taking uh, bribes it's like having the Joker in the league (laughs) no rules he just wants to see the world burn yep no rules I'm moving your microphone because you're speaking into the side of it so put move put it what are you doing what is going on? We're inside. It's weird. I don't know what's going on. And last week, I didn't put the episode up because I'm still not quite sure if I want to. Because last week... Oh, because everybody was kind of fucking drunk? Kind of? Last week, we had Jeff show up, our friend Jeff, to do like the first time he was on the podcast with his husband, Austin. And he brought what he claimed... It's not that expensive. A really good bottle of it was four roses. It's like fifty dollars a bottle. <laughs> yeah, like forty, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he brought a bottle of four roses, which we polished off. While we were recording, yeah, my it's pro- terrible. No, no, it's really good. My problem is, um, he has this tendency to like refill your glass when you're not looking. Yeah, 
And so you're like, you know, it's it's like a sipping drink. So you don't notice if like a little bit's missing from a little bit. Uh-huh. And so he's constantly refilling that it. That little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so you just keep drinking and drinking it, which is how Rihanna um, basically got as drunk as I ever saw her at our friend Stephen and Tiana's wedding because they kept just refilling her glass. Yeah. And she never noticed that it wasn't. And like, cause she was like, I've only had like two glasses. I'm like, no, you've had about 12. Well, when we finished, like you, you, we were setting up the plane game. Um, and it was sort of this thing where they're like, oh, the drunk people are trying to explain it to the, you know, the sober people who never played it before or whatever. And I'm like, I'm actually pretty good. And about a half hour later, I was not, not good. good. No, no, no. I don't remember the second half of that game. On like, a side note, I'd like to say I like the playing game. I win at the playing game. You do win at the playing game. Every time. Not so much the fantasy football, but the I playing st- game. I still don't yeah. feel like Austin scored that game right, but you know what? It's okay. That's just because you don't. I like was me. drunk, so I you, really. You don't like me winning. I just, I couldn't tell. I still don't know what happened. Do you want to set up like a fantasy league where we draft each other in, in planes? In we determine planes. how well we think that each other will do at planes. <laughs> it, can, it can be meta. There's only three of us. Yeah. Like, I'll I draft you. Because <laughs> you usually win. Yes, I do. But I think we need a larger <laughs> sample size, don't you think? I, I, of, of All I can be bonding. Oh wait, there we go. I don't have any idea what's going on now. So I, I will probably yes, I will probably last pick in in that. It, I think it's catching itself up. I will probably be the last pick in the in the plane show. I'm terrible at that game. I'm so bad at that game. No, Dan, that's not true. <clears throat> no, that's absolutely true. I am awful at that not, game. It's not. You're you're terrible at all board games. Yeah, I am terrible at all board games. I don't know why that is. I never win. Maybe he's good at really shitty board games. Have you played like, it against like Parcheesi? No. I could be really good at the game of life. Like sorry? Sorry. Oh. Fucking Popomatic Trouble? I feel like if you're good at sorry, you're a bad person. You are. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing like Don't Wake Daddy or like Hungry Hungry Hippos or Mousetrap or like Guess Who? I'm thinking of every board game that had a commercial when I was a kid. I, I feel like I was okay at Clue, but... I don't feel like I've ever played with like a full thing of players. Like my brother was amazing at Clue. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Like it's a game of logic of like having to determine well if not this then this. Yes. And if, if not then. this, like so it's it should fall right into my wheelhouse. Uh, not, you can't not do really it. My brother-in-law's wheelhouse. He nails it immediately. Weird. I have no idea how. Weird. Fucking savant. Like basically, I, it's like clue, it was you know Mrs. White in the conservatory with the knife. One of those is correct. It was totally, and he gets it. It's the knife, and it's... Yeah, I'm like, one mustard. of those things worked out. And it's in the living room. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, now, granted, that's my experience from, like, the one time we ever played. So, basically, you're basing his savantness off of what could have been a, a statistical anomaly of his luck. Well, when you put it that way. <laughs> I mean, think about it. I mean, let's really do the math here. Like, he's a savant. I've only played against him once. No, we, but played, that one we played time. several times oh, that okay. one time. That one time. So you played multiple games in one night yeah. in order to create a pattern that you could therefore base this conclusion yeah. off of. Very, very good. Very good. No, I'm very impressed. Sort of. What? I don't know. <laughs> um, I only have seven topics today um, because I was busy this week, so I didn't put together a show. We had a, a lovely young lady task forcing from the Sir Francis Drake Hotel up in San Francisco, and she was great. And she came down and was working on a big project with me. But because of that, I was working very hard all week. So no topics. William brought the dice that I bought him. He brought the dice that you bought him to his own house? To his own house. I brought them from that other room to this room. But you never bring them 
So this is a treat. It's a rare treat. Yeah, you should, using you, the right dice. You should all feel very special. I feel also, very also special. keep in mind, Dan, that he, he prefaced bringing them with, get that garbage off my table. Oh, these dice are shit. He's 100% yeah. right. My dice yeah. are shit. My dice have a He-Man sword in them. How good there's, can they be? Like, it's literally, it literally is a Ziploc bag. It says Ziploc right on it. And there's no matching set. No, there used there's to like be. There's like 30 dice in there, and none of them match. All of these used to be matching sets. And over time, since I was in high school, so we're talking 20 years, I have lost... Yeah, Dan ate the rest of them or shoved them up his nose or something. All right, what do we got? Number. Can't see. Okay, it says eight, but you only have seven topics. So. <laughs> it's a pick one. It's a wild card. What do you uh, want? Number seven. Number seven. So, uh, Disney canceled Tron. Did you guys see Tron 2? I didn't see Tron yes. 1. Did you, wait, you are, you are aware that there is a movie called Tron. Yeah. Okay, do you know what it's about? Uh, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Jeff Bridges actually basically playing the dude. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bridges goes into a computer and he has to fight the the master control program and he allies himself with another program they called Tron. They couldn't just unplug it. They, no, because he's in the computer. You can't unplug the computer when you're in the computer. Probably shouldn't have gone in. Well, he didn't. He didn't mean to go in. He was sort of tricked in by he was kidnapped. Kidnapped in, in by the master control program. Okay, so he goes and he finds Tron, this other program that was created by Alan Brady, who's his friend. Um, and they saved the system. Yay. Then they came up with the second one where he, again, was trapped in the system and his son had to go find him. And the second one is actually quite good. I really enjoy Tron Legacy. I, I did. I, I, yes, and Daft Punk did the soundtrack, and everybody hates it because it sounds nothing like Daft Punk, but they were literally the best people to do the soundtrack, and the soundtrack is amazing. Wait, how many times, like, how many times have you ever been trapped in a computer system? Uh, never. Right? <laughs> There's only so many times, like, it's one of those things where it's like, if Kevin MacArthur or whatever gets, uh, is that the kid, McAllister, gets left at home once by his parents, you go, <laughs> Oh, that was a fuck up, but we understand because you had lots and lots of people. After that, we charge you with a crime. <laughs> well, you know, well, it, it, it's quite different. In Tron 1, the master control program uses a, a experimental laser system to kidnap Jeff Bridges' character. Whereas in because Jeff Bridges' character is trying to take him down. Yes. In Tron 2, Jeff Bridges is actually using that same technology to enter a computer system of his own design, but the, I guess you would call his version of the his version of the mad computer, yes, which clue. is the clue program from the first, um, the first movie only reworked, um, keeps him from getting to the exit portal in time, and you can only open it from the outside, so he gets stuck. It's not it, it's he wasn't kidnapped the second time; he just got stuck. Yeah. And then Jeff Bridges, Kevin Flynn became the dude. Because that's essentially what the second movie no, is. Technically, <laughs> technically, he was already proto dude. Pro, so, so Kevin Flynn is proto dude. If you go back and watch the original, the original Tron, when they're in Flynn's arcade, and he's eliciting um, Bruce Boxleitner and the girls' help. Yes. He has a line where his line is literally. Because somewhere in these programs, man, are the are the information that will... I mean, like, he's... This it's is so true. It is a dude-type monologue. It is, it is literally great. where the dude was born. When do they start throwing glowy frisbees and riding on, like, glowy motorcycles? That's later in Tron and then also in Tron 2. But I guess Disney had canceled Tron 3, supposedly. But now Garrett Hedlund, who played Kevin Flynn's son in the second one, came out and went, actually... 
there is going to be a third one because they left it wide open and Olivia Wilde's in, in the second one and she's she has short hair. Yeah, she looks good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they're basically going to make a third Tron movie, which I'm actually very happy about because I liked the second one. I liked the first one. Um, I was sad when they weren't going to make a third one, but now they're going to make a third one. You don't watch Tron. Des watched the Tron movies. Do we need a third Tron movie? Yeah, I think they're already making it. That would be great. Isn't Ash versus Evil Dead just Tron 3? It's nothing. One has nothing to do with the That's other. That's so not true. How does that have anything to do with anything? Because think about it. Okay, so they're making Ash versus Evil Dead. I, I love how you've made this equivalence. And um, Bruce uh, and Bruce Campbell is old. SAT word day. That's fat. what's going on here. Okay, Bruce Campbell is old and fat. Old and fat. Okay. And when I'm watching the, the all the preview stuff for Ash versus Evil Dead, doesn't that exactly look like what a Tron movie would be now if you actually asked Bruce Boxleitner? To play Tron, I feel like Bruce if he Bruce wasn't a CG Tron, because he was a CG Tron in the second one. Because the whole point was, Will, that the computer programs look like the users that created them, and so Tron looked like Bruce Boxleiter. Well, in the second movie, Bruce Boxleiter's old, and he's gotten a little not chubby, but he's old. You gain weight when you get older. He doesn't he's look old. as fit as he was. He looks like a sixty-eight-year-old. Exactly. Man, which is what he is, I think. So he can't exactly play. Tron any longer, although they did the thing with Jeff Bridges where they de-aged Jeff Bridges, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, you can't exactly, so they, they had a whole, like, Tron was I think the point of reprogrammed. that, Dan, was to show that the <clears throat> programs don't age because they're programs. Yeah. But users that are in the system, even though they have, even though th- at that point they're, you know, digital data. They, they still age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which was fine. I mean, I part of trying to build a mythology of what what it means to be in a Tron style system. Yes. So when Will creates a program right now, the program would look like Will. But in ten years, the program would no longer look like Will. Actually, then it looked like Will, Will now. If Will create a program in a Tron style system. I'm pretty sure that he would artificially have that that character have brown hair. <laughs> I have some brown hair. Where do you, you have used to have hair? more brown hair? I used to have more. Where's the hair? brown hair left in there? Some. Where? Some. Will. When are they going to make Enemy Mind 2? Right! Can they it be should. Enemy Mind 2 slash Tron 3? They came from the same thing? Well, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of <laughs> like doing no, that, aren't they? Enemy Mind 2? No, but they're doing The Last Starfighter, the new movie. They are doing the new movie, The Last Isn't Starfighter. kind of like doing a sequel to The Lastest Starfighter. The Lastest, the Last, the... Let's just call it The Last Starfighter. Not... I'm sure they'll call it <laughs> Starfighter. I'm sure that's going to be the name. I would, I would actually be okay. Yeah, their last Starfighter. And you know what's really funny is, is, is they're going to make, you know, if they make this, the Starfighter and they make that movie, they can actually do that movie, very vaguely reference the original, and the kids today, the kids today who have never seen the last Starfighter, they'll have no idea, and that's fine. And then the people like us who remembered it and grew up on it, not Will, um, will be very happy. Did you watch? Did you ever see the last Starfighter? Hell no. No, see exactly. Not, well, what did you I, do in your childhood? I, oh I'm man, I played a lot of Tecmo Super Bowl. <laughs> You're not that much younger than we are. But I was really good at it. <laughs> I imagine Dan that the storyline for the the Starfighter will be as follows: a gun star will be damaged in battle and have to land on Earth, and the um, Starfighter for that gun star will be dead. And the navigator will have to recruit a new um, Starfighter from Earth, and he will pick a gamer. Exactly. It will basically be Ready Player, not Ready Player One, the, the sequel, Armada. Not the sequel, the other book that Ernest Klein wrote, Armada. 
That idea, the one he stole from the last Starfighter. The idea so it all comes a, full circle. Yeah, that a, that a gamer <laughs> has to go into the cockpit of the Gunstar. The only mm-hmm. other option is to tell... They, they could, if they were really ballsy, although I don't, I'm not sure that this would work, if they really wanted it to be a true sequel to The Last Starfighter, they revolved the story around Lewis, the little brother. Mm-hmm. And I remember the little brother. I don't remember his name. It, you make it like a socio-political drama where it's after Alex has maybe been killed in combat and now Lewis is kind of the inheritor of kind of his namesake, has to try and keep the organization from becoming, I don't know, militant nationalistic or something like that. That'd be a really good sequel to The Last Starfighter because we don't really learn all that much about the environment. No, you basically, you can create an entire, we talked about this before, you can create a base, an entire mythology because the first movie was really, it, it, w- it would have been learned, a good introduction. You learn a lot about Griggs' world. Yeah. But not much about the universe in Exactly. Um, but like, I, I don't think they'll do that. I think what they'll do is they will probably do something that like, is like what I said. A Gunstar has to, it'll be half Green Lantern, half Armada. But a better right. Green Lantern than the Ryan Reynolds movie. Anything would be better than that. You know, I watched that movie. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Dan, the problem with that movie is it goes downhill once he becomes Green Lantern. I agree. I agree. There wasn't enough. Even he hates that movie. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't awful. It just it wasn't great at, by any stretch of the imagination. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. I wanted it to be good. I did. I even when it was cast, I even said that's a poor choice for that role. But that's neither here nor there. I still got six topics left. Roll the magic dice. Number four. Oh, this one actually happened yesterday, or Friday. Um, John Boehner, Speaker of the House, second in line of the presidency, is resigning his commission um, as one of the most, at least in name, powerful men in Washington. I mean, the man is second in line to the president, and we did see... Third. Third. Well, vice president, Speaker of the House. What am I missing? Yes. President, VP, Speaker of the House. So he's second in line. Third in line. He's second back. He's second back. If Biden and Obama... Well, this has been he's third string. With yeah, he's third string. He's third string. If Biden and Obama are both in like a car accident, they're listening to too much, I don't know, whatever the music the kids listen to these days, and somebody comes by and they get into an accident and they both die, well, then John Boehner would become the president of the United States. And there was a moment, spoilers, in the West Wing where something like that actually happened. Um, very briefly, for William, who hasn't seen the West Wing. So it, it could happen. Yet this man... totally different. Yet this man resigns his what is he's in Congress his speakership speakership and, and his, his seat his has seat in the House of Representatives resigns um, and there's a few reasons people are saying why people are saying that the he talked to the Pope and the Pope can did you see him during the Pope speech I did not dude so you you, you see what that uh, I did see part of the Pope speech though uh, when they do the State of the Union Behind the president, you always have the vice president, the speaker, of and the, the speaker house. of the house. Yeah. So for Obama, you always have Biden back there with a big shit-eating grin on his face because he's Biden. And you have Boehner looking very orange and very sad, like just kind of sour the whole time. Oh. With the Pope up there, Biden's looking very happy and respectful, and Boehner is crying his eyes out. Boehner's Catholic. The dude was just. Sobbing. He was in the background. Yeah, well, the Pope there, yeah. and the next day he quits. So there's there's a couple of, of things that, that people are saying. Number one, that that he talked to the Pope, and the Pope basically said, "Look at the look at who you represent." Like, My lot, the the last Pope quit. 
You like, can quit. Like, like you're a Catholic. I'm Catholic. I talk to God. The poor is good. What are you doing? And that made him quit. Or the last pope was terrible. He quit. You're terrible. You, you should, should quit. quit. Or that Biner looked around at his party and went, "You know what? I'm done. I'm done with all y'alls. You're, Fuck y'alls, and I'm out." I honestly think it's a combination of the you're, two. You're both overthinking this way too much. Look, whether you like John Boehner, why as, did John Boehner quit person, this? Whether you think he's a good politician, whether you think he's an effective Speaker of the House. You're talking about a man who has spent 30 years in Congress. He spent 25 years training for a job, a very specific job. And then when he got that job, that's not what the job is anymore. The speakership? Yeah. What, well, you've, the speakership has always had to herd cats. No, no, it's not about, it's not about the problems necessarily in his, own, in his own caucus, Stan. It's the environment where you, you can't make deals with the other side anymore. No, no, no. We live not in, allowed. Yeah, we live, in a, we live in a world where compromise is no longer a, um, an option. Like, yeah. the Tea Party has basically hijacked Congress in such a way that, that you know, Banner's going, in government, you, it's the art of the possible. Like, what can yeah, we actually I mean, he, get He done? actually cut a deal with Obama, and it got shot down. Yeah, like, like whereas these new, and somebody on Reddit actually put it really well, that these new completely no experienced guys who are now in the House of Representatives are like, no, we say no because the government it needs the opposition, whereas the older Republicans, the ones who've been around a while, are like, it's not how it works. We promise a bunch of shit to our constituents, and then we try to get as much as we can done while giving the other side as much as as little as we can but they're doing the same thing so you have to meet in the middle like that's how this works yeah what's, what's the funny thing is when they talk about um how reagan couldn't get elected anymore no i not saw a point being uh, on that one the other day they were talking about how not only did reagan pass a massive tax increase uh he also did amnesty for illegal immigrants in this country and he supported Iran by giving them weapons, which he used the money of to turn around and support terrorism in South America. It's like, so whenever the Republicans are holding up Reagan as the fucking idol, the god of the party, and they, they talk about, like, would you support any of that now? Like, no. No. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't. It absolutely wouldn't. And so the, the thought that, that Bader finally said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out. I'm really trying to keep this together. Have fun. What does this do to the Republican Party? Well, that... Uh, that it that, leaves them with a crazy in charge. That's, that's really not the, the question to ask yet. Okay. Um, look, the, the truth is, is that Kevin McCarthy, from what I understand, will probably be elected Speaker of the House. Yes. He's, the guy from, he's from California, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's a surfer dude. He apparently started a deli. Oh. Um, I like on, sandwiches. Based on, based on I love sandwiches. Based on a $5,000 scratcher. Oh. Uh, but no, from what I understand, he'll probably win the speakership less because he's more conservative than Boehner, but then because most of the firebrands in the House right now, he has personal relationships with them. Oh, okay. So it's not like they're not going to be happy with him, but they're going to be unhappy with him in a way that like you're unhappy with your friends rather than you're unhappy with your enemies. So I don't think there'll be a direct challenge to his leadership. But the the more interesting question is, I don't... Maybe I'm expecting too much from John Boehner, but I don't see John Boehner. I understand why he quit. He quit because he waited 25 years for a very specific job and then found that job wasn't the job he'd been promised and spent five yeah, that's years, gotta hurt. Five years trying to do it, and that's a lot longer than most people would do it. But a part of me has to wonder that if John Boehner does this simply because John Boehner is, at this point in his career, 
committed to fixing something. And if that's the case, then the, the much more interesting question is, what gets accomplished in 30 years of John, ba 30 days of John Boehner not caring yeah. what the firebrands think? I want to see 30 days of John Boehner not caning coupled with the Obama not caring, and let's just see what happens. Mm -hmm. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> I mean, I doubt, I doubt you'll see necessarily like immigration reform, but you'll probably maybe see infrastructure spending. Well, the suggestion was they would get some budgets passed. Yeah. That, that basically Boehner would take the opportunity when he has nothing left to lose to, just to pass some bills with all of the Democrats and a handful of Republicans to get it done. Yeah, because that's all he needs at this point. Um, <laughs> and a couple of people that, again, I was talking to and, and, and reading about said, okay, it's not going to happen this election cycle, probably not going to happen the next election cycle, but within five election cycles, which is 20 years, five presidential election cycles, we could potentially... And then the Democratic Party then splits into a more conservative and a more liberal side. Yeah, so what happens We've is... We've already seen this. 38% of the country that were Democrat. <clears throat> and the difference is, is that former independents were more likely to identify themselves as Democrats in that cycle, and former moderate Republicans were more likely to identify themselves as independents. Okay. So, so basically kind of move what you're saying left is a little bit. stolen some votes from the Republicans <clears throat> because a lot of independents are now allied with the Democratic uh -huh. Party, and now the independents are the people who used to staunchly vote Republican. Now, you may not get all of them, but they're voting as independents, and they're much less likely to just pick the R based on what yeah. it is. The question is whether or not the Republican Party, just as it stands now, is a viable political party going forward, or whether it's a state party. I mean, I don't... It doesn't matter. They, they, they're, they're making no effort to speak to any constituency group beyond white males. White Christian males. Straight white Christian males. Straight white Christian males. And again, it's really funny. A few again. I'm on the right wing media, which quite frankly scares me, and I'm on a lot of the left wing media, which is, you know can be a little like firebrandy on some things. But a lot of the right wingers are like, "This is he was the worst speaker in history. He gave in to Obama," which goes back to the point of. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, the reason I brought up Reagan earlier, the point I didn't make at the end of it was he constantly cut deals. Yeah. It was, you have to I'll give deals. you a certain percentage of what you want in exchange for a certain percentage of what I want. Yes. And then we're all happy. And we all get reelected. Because we all did something. Yeah. And nobody and believes in anymore. Moves, and the country now, moves The forward. idea of political parties compromising is anathema to the Republican Party. Yeah. If you compromise on anything at all, They'll vote you out yeah. in your primary. In your primary. And then what's, what'll happen is the next person gets there and he refuses to compromise and then nothing gets done. Christie and, and became then, vilified because he hugged Obama. Yeah. He didn't like pass a law. He didn't do any. Like, he just hugged the man. Because the man came to his devastated state yeah. and tried to help. Uh-huh. And they're using that against him uh, yes. partially. I mean, besides the fact that Christie's a fucking crook. Um, well, there's that. There, there is that. That's a thing. Yeah, but not to take this to the, the part of the conversation where conservatives get really rabid, but do we honestly believe that has to do with our current political environment as much as it has to do with active racism? I mean, well, I, I, I hate to put it in those terms, but there's a lot of people in the Republican Party who are against the Democratic Party because right now it's led by an African-American man. And they just can't seem to handle... That African-American man being a legitimate right. president. Right, so the Republicans are a faction of groups, the same way the Democratic Party is, but one of the large factions of the Republicans are outright racists. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, really, I mean, like, 
Like, which party do you think the KKK votes for? Yeah, no, which party do you think the neo Nazis well, vote they're for? Supporting Trump. So. Like you know, it's one of those things where it's like Kim Davis just became a Republican from a Democrat, and the whole time the Democrats are going, "Why the fuck were you with us? Yeah, we have like, no idea. We don't want you. Like we'd kick you out if we were allowed to. Um, we don't the, want you." The answer to that is that no one actually elects a county clerk based on party affiliation. Nobody cares. You get that designation because of how you're registered. Do, do you know how she got it? She obviously registered as a Democrat the first time she registered. Well, you think Kentucky was just going to vote in anybody with a Democrat next to their name? No, her mom did the job for like 30 years before her. Mm-hmm. And so she got elected because her mom had the job. And then she immediately made her son an employee. Yeah, it's it's a little... That, that down there is a little <clears throat> fiefdom, which shines another spotlight on state and local politics in some of these places. It's yeah. like... Well, the good news yeah, is she can have that job again next cycle. No, she probably will. I'm sure she has tons of support. They're going to keep electing her. Are you kidding? The people there think she's a hero. Do you really believe that Kentucky is systematically different than It's the South, yo. Yes. I don't think so. Yes. We pass laws here to spend billions on a crazy high-speed rail idea. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Shut your mouth. That is such a good idea. Billions on saving the sea slug. Like, over there, they're like, you want to break the law in order to discriminate against gay people? Well, that's a double win for us. Yeah, and what's, what's great about that is is they think we're crazy. Like, well, they think we're crazy for wanting to save the sea slug and the high-speed railroad, and we think they're crazy for And it's, again, it's just a matter of perspective. It's just a matter of perspective. Yeah, although, although discrimination okay, my, against my, gay people my is not really sister, a matter of perspective. My oldest sister moved over to Kentucky and because uh, her husband's in the military. And she gets there and ends up talking with the neighbors or whatever. The neighbor kids see that she has a tattoo. Yes. And find out that she's from California. Yep. They immediately assume that not only does she have AIDS because she has a tattoo and she's from California, <laughs> she's also a pot-smoking hippie. Pot-smoking hippie from California with who has AIDS. AIDS. Yes. AIDS. Regardless of that, Will. And maybe I have a greater faith in the American people than you. Most people do. Here's here's my here's my thoughts. <laughs> I guarantee you, there are just as many people in Kim District, Kim Davis's district in Kentucky, as in this district in California, who care about the Constitution, care about why our country is founded the way it was founded, care about the founding ideals properly, and those people, whether they support her actions or not will never vote for her again because she fundamentally doesn't understand what a public servant is. That's a fantastic movie speech. That really was. Yeah, absolutely I, not no, what's actually going to happen. happen but yes, I think it is. <laughs> no, there is actually an argument out there from con- from presidential candidates about that the 14th, men- uh, 14th Amendment doesn't actually mean what you all think it means. Well, this we funny, know better. This came up the other day because uh, it was Huckabee was out there saying, oh, it only referred to black people. Because that's what it was passed at the end of slavery, and that's all it referred to. And the truth, historically, is that they actually considered language for just that purpose. And they decided not to put it in. And somebody said, no, 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 no. They wanted it to not be that narrow. They wanted it to be broader than that. I really hope Des is right. I really do. I, I really, hope he's right. I really hope I that think, your I hope in the American people... I think, I, I think where we're having a disagreement, Will, is I, I think that <clears throat> more people then you give credit to in this country, regardless of what state they come from or where they come from, are <coughs> offended by Kim Davis's actions, including a lot of people who support her actual hatred of gay marriage. Because it's an insult to every single one of her constituents. It doesn't matter if she's not giving a marriage license to you. 
It's that she thinks she can put herself above the law, that she can determine for her county what the law means as if she was a judge. No, and I agree with your sentiment, but I th- honestly think the people down there are like, well, no, of course the Bible is the ultimate law. These judges, and, they don't know what the they don't know the law. Meanwhile, they're going to go to a shrimp barbecue. Yeah. And I think I think possibly and I don't mean to be insulting the two of you, possibly that is a little bit of your own racial bias towards the south. I'm not saying that there are not a lot of You're people. racist against white people, Dan. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not saying there are a lot of people in Kentucky who don't believe very strongly that the Bible means gay people shouldn't get married. But those same people can have that belief and still believe that our country was founded with certain ideals. I really hope you're right. I mean, they could. You're saying they could believe those two ways. I'm just saying that nobody does. Yes, I know you're disagreeing (laughs) with me. I get that, Will. I'm just saying I have faith that when it comes time to vote for that particular woman again, that the people in that district will exercise the right choice which is to go, you think you are more important. Like, Really, when you get down to it, and I know I've said this before about other things, this woman's problem is she's forgotten that she's a damn employee. And yes, that's, yes that's 100% true. That's what I'd make it. I'd make it, who cares if it's about gay marriage? You've got a job. The law says you do your job this way, and you're refusing to do it. I want to fire your ass. Does the senator have any gays on the committee? Well, I mean, gays. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of the, well. Also, if you're a single person in that district, you can't get married whether you're gay or not. She wasn't handing out marriage licenses to anybody. To anybody. anybody. Uh, John Boehner, Godspeed. Sorry, we. No, it's no, such a I, mess. Refu- I refuse that statement. I refuse it right mm-hmm. now. You're no, f- no Godspeed, John Boehner. You got thirty days. Go out in a blaze of glory. Go do something amazing. He was the best Oompa Loompa to ever serve in Congress. <laughs> pass, pass, pass immigration reform. Go ahead. I, I want you to. Everybody was saying, my God, you guys have missed so many golden opportunities. Banner pulls out. Banner <laughs> <laughs> <Boner> pulls out. <laughs> um, he was um, never in. At, 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 at all. Um, all right. I got five. Five yeah. topics left. Roll your D5. You don't have a D5. What'd one. You get? Number one. So um, apparently there is not going to be one, not two, but three sequels to a shitty movie that was supposed to be a prequel to a franchise that had two good movies. Prometheus, which was a prequel to Alien, which had Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, three. and Alien Resurrection. Regeneration. And Alien vs. Predator. And, uh, which is now going to have three sequels, at least to connect Prometheus to Aliens, and this Prometheus 2 has been renamed Alien something. So basically, it wasn't a very good movie to begin with. Okay, Ridley, how is the movie not already connected to, to Alien? No, he's going to get there in three movies. No, 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 no. Let's just go back to logic here for a second. How's it not already connected to Alien? Um, her distress call is the one that summons the ship in Alien. Yes. And it's the stuff they did on the planet that birthed the aliens. Yes. How is it already not connected to Alien? Apparently, he's got to bring it all the way through to Ripley. And I mean, they are, technically, they already did. But is he going to do this in Sigourney Weaver's lifetime? I don't. I have no idea. No clue. No clue. This ain't Star Wars. You can't just keep making them. We don't care. Um, so it'll be Prometheus, Prometheus Two Bound. slash Alien prequel. Prometheus 3 slash Alien prequel, Prometheus 4 slash Alien prequel, Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, Alien Resurrection. We're already at eight movies, plus all of your AVP, Alien Is this, is this like Cameron's plan to make like four more Avatar movies? Oh, no. Oh, 
That's the other thing. So my executive chef, who keeps saying he's not an executive chef, he quit. And like he and I, and not that like I, I was new and he, he didn't quite know me. We bonded because one of his favorite movies is Avatar. And I'm what? like, what? Really? Nobody's like, favorite movie is Avatar. I liked Avatar, but again, I like it in the NA. I'm going to put this in and realize how ridiculous this is. Like he really dug Avatar. He's really excited that there's going to be three Avatar sequels. Three. Three Avatar sequels, Will. Do you want to watch three Avatar sequels? I don't even want to watch the first Avatar ever again. Oh, I went with Brian. We uh, we sat in like the third row. And, like, I watched I watched it once. I was like, that's pretty. You should have written a script. <laughs> You've been working on this for like 20 years. Well, he needed, How I, did you never write a script? He just stole Pocahontas. Yeah. That's what happened. And that was the end. So I, I was watching something. I kept trying to figure out how you like plug into the flying... No, because they had a thing where you plugged into each other. You, like, plug your hair in or something? Yeah, yeah. Or your tail? Which, I can't remember what it was. It was their hair, which I'm sure made sex very interesting. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you were other. uploading the onto the flying thing or if you were screwing it. It was just... Yeah, it was. was <laughs> well, I was watching something on Reddit, like, the top ten worst days as machinas in movies, and the end of Avatar was on there, and I'm like, no, that was fully explained how everything came together in the end, because the whole planet could talk to each other. It's stupid, but at least it's explained. <laughs> no, Dan, it's still totally a Deus Ex Machina. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It didn't come from nowhere. There was a lot in in the world of the movie. They came from a logical Dan, the place. Deus Ex Machina in fifth century um, Greek drama didn't come from nowhere either. Literally, God came down and said, "I'm making everything better." Yes, but it was usually based on some kind of foundation. But no, it's the gods coming down and being like, you're awesome. I'm going to make everything better. In this case, there actually was a foundation where they talked about going to everything else and we can talk to animals. So there is, oh, it's not Man. literally a day. It's a Look at like Philocetes, okay? And Philocetes, remember, he's on the island. Okay. He's got the leg that's full of poison. And um, he was deserted there during the Trojan War. And they need his bow, the bow of Heracles. To win the war, right? You know this. I, I, I guess everybody does. <laughs> there's a prophecy. Oh, I know this. That if Philotetes goes to Troy, his leg will be healed. So in the end, when Heracles shows up and says, "If you take him to Troy, not only will you win the war, he'll be healed." <clears throat> It's already established in the script. It's the same thing as him asking Gaia to. to but I wouldn't consider that a Deus Ex Machina. I would say no. That's exactly what the Greeks called the Deus Ex Machina. Yes, but I would. That that is not what we now mean by that. Now we mean it to be oh, good. literally something out of Dan, nowhere that comes and saves the day. Dan's pulling a Republican on the Deus Ex Machina. He's just making up his own definition and going, "I don't support the real definition. I'm going to support my own." Jiggly pokery. Why do you hate science? <laughs> Why do you hate the Greeks? Oh, don't hate on Greece. Greece was half female. Why do you hate women? <laughs> bird <laughs> I don't know um, I don't necessarily know if we need to I don't need to see through the first one was okay the it, first, was, it was totally I want to know what, in, alien, in which of the alien movie prequels does he go back in time and just literally take the place of Alec Guinness filming um, Lawrence of Arabia I don't know that's one of the movies, right? Why like would it, it be one? That he goes through sense. a temporal time wormhole. What does have anything to do with? Are we talking about Fassbender yes. being yes. Sir Alec Guinness? Yes, he could do it. Well, yeah, Dan. The the, the best part of that movie is his continuing impersonation of, of Alec Guinness. Guinness. He could do it in Lawrence of Arabia. 
I'm just like I, I don't get the point. I like the movie's already Rick. linked. It's already like, I don't get it. I mean, granted, I have no problem with them doing a continuing story of that of Fassbender and her going off into the universe to find the other people. But it, uh, that seems like a separate story from Alien at this yeah, point. You've got an Alien prequel movie that connects with Alien directly. Uh, it doesn't. Your, your other movies that take place as kind of like an offshoot of that don't need to come back to well, it. Well, I just I feel like okay, we've established that this is going to go into Aliens, but what's this other story? Like, let's focus on this other story, yeah. and then we're like, oh, that's cool, and then we move on with life. So that's all I got. I got four topics left. We're at forty minutes. Look at this. What are we doing? Number three. Oh, yesterday was a holiday that I didn't even know needed to exist, but apparently it does. It was a holiday? Happy Batman Day, everybody. Batman? 926 was Batman. I don't know why 926 was Batman Day, but uh, yesterday was Batman Day, so happy Batman Day. There were all sorts of Batman things about. Grayson really likes Batman, and I've realized this. The reason my young children like Batman is because it's easy to say. Batman. Your children? Yeah, yeah, my children. My young children. My young child. Child. Young children One in child. general. He doesn't understand multiples. One child. Young children in general like Batman, I think, because it's easy to say. Also, he rocks. What's wrong with yeah. you? He does like... He, <laughs> he's playing with Batman, Superman, and Batgirl. He has these little figures, and I'm like, hey, Grayson, can Daddy play with one of those? And he handed me Batgirl. And I'm like, oh! You just oh! You're gonna regret well, this decision. That later was time. rude. Like you just you know looking at me. It's like no, I don't want to play with Batgirl. You can play. I want to play with these. I know I'm usually disagreeable, <laughs> but you? I'm, I'm <laughs> at risk of holding on to that title, I'm gonna disagree. Yeah, Dan, I'd probably hand you the Batgirl. I was too. just like, you little brat. That seems like really good casting. Maybe your son's gonna be a good director. Maybe I was just like, oh, that was I'm like that was okay, fine. However, also, speaking of Batman, speaking well, Batman Day. It was Batman Day, so anything you want to talk about Batman, you absolutely yeah, can. Um, I watched the first season, the first episode of Gotham, which again, I lost interest in Gotham about halfway through. So how how was the new season? Well, you know, it seems the good old uh, Fox. <laughs> What they decided is, uh, you know what this show needs? This show just needs uh, more cowbell. About 50 times more Schumacher. Oh, God. There just wasn't enough Schumacher in the original show. Oh, my God, is it corny now? Um, What's his name? Who's from Gotham? Both of them. Both of them, not the main characters, but what's his bucket from the OC? Ryan McKenzie. Ben McKenzie, who's dating Marina Backer, and they're they're expecting a young child. He's dating Marina Backer? Yes. Or they're married, or they're together, but they're having, they're having a, baby a child. Together. They're having a baby together. So at one point, they they were friendly enough to have sex. Oh yeah, allegedly. Sure. Yeah. Um, but Dan, I think you're a little over a concerned with Marina Backrand's sex life. No, I'm just. They, I saw. I didn't even know they were together, and I saw that they were having a child, and I went, "That's uh, that's a thing." Did you not like the new Gotham? No, it's not very good. Oh, um, it's it's very very corny. I mean, I think it's probably better than it, where it was at the end of last season. But everything is very Schumacher about it. So it's like big and comic booky, bad puns. Uh-huh. Oh. Guys, listen to Desmond. He had the best premise for the show ever. Is that Bruce? Oh, yeah, the, the, the Bruce Wayne dying in the alley too premise, and then what yeah. happens to Gotham with no Batman? Yeah, the best part of it is <clears throat> Harvey's not a cop anymore. Harvey is—he's a bartender. Wait, Harvey Dent gave up being a lawyer to be a... No, Bullock. Bullock. Harvey Bullock, not Harvey Dent. Harvey Bullock. The guy who had no business being a cop. 
Yeah, but Harvey Bullock is a cop. Like yeah. he's part of the Batman mythology show as a cop. The show should have been the redemption of Harvey Bullock. Of Harvey Bullock. And instead, Harvey Bullock show. is like, I'm going to be a bartender. Yeah. I think he'd make a good bartender. Yeah, sure. He, I mean, I mean, I assume he can give me a beer and take money. That's what's involved, right? We should open a bar. We should we open should a bar. Totally open a bar. No last call. Um, except, uh, don't you legally have to have a last call at this point? In California, you yeah, do. Yeah, you actually have to have a last. If we're in like Nevada, you don't. Um, so happy Batman Day to everybody out there. Congratulations. I have three more topics left. Roll the D3. No, um, two. No, okay. Um, it's a four. But okay. It's a four. I divvied them out. You remember that there was a movie called Independence Day? I do. Where Bill Pullman fought the aliens with Will Smith? Well, he fought them, but mm, Randy Quaid no. defeated them. But with the help of Jeff Goldblum's Apple virus. You know, you can get fancy about it. However, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum didn't sacrifice himself to save your freedom. That's true. Unlike Randy Quaid. And they're making a sequel to this. You've heard you've heard of this, yes? ID 5. ID 4-2. I'm not quite 42, sure. 42, 4-4. Part so, two. in order to not confuse people, I don't know who owns the comic rights to ID4 at this point. It may be Marvel. I don't know. They're actually going to do a comic series which links the original Independence Day from 1994, 1993, all the way up to what, what has gone on in this world as of now because we can't do it in flashback. We've waited way too long to actually physically have a sequel. So, we're just going to tell the story in a comic book format. So when that actually ends up happening. I don't know if I'm actually ever going to read it because I don't know if I care enough about a comic book about Independence Day. What did Bill Pullman do? What has he done in the last 20 years? I don't know. Let me, President let me, let Bill me start my rant real quick. Hello, dumbasses. First lady died. She did. She died. So is Bill Pullman like the president of the earth now? I don't care. <laughs> um, Will Smith actually isn't know, in the movie. You know, I'm going to go... That's a good thing. Well, because, well, you know... He's not going to be in apparently Men in Black either. He's, he, he, well, he's too big of a star a, a good now. Thing. I don't know. He's in that movie where he's playing the South African doctor or the African doctor who figured out that football players who run into each other a lot in the head get concussions and the NFL tried to shut him down. He's doing that biopic. Is he also going to be in like three sequels to After Earth? <laughs> after After Earth. <laughs> Super after it was actually it turned out it was Earth after Earth. That's what we'll call it. Turned out it was actually Earth. <laughs> it was actually, but, but it's way, not Planet of the Apes. Time out. Before we continue, I just have to ask: Is anyone else at this table um, watch the Honest Trailers trailer of Furious Seven? No, I haven't seen the movie of Furious Seven. I haven't seen Furious anything. Yes, the best part of that trailer one. is apparently the name of Furious Seven in Japan is something akin to Big Fun Sky Mission. That sounds like That's an awesome <laughs> movie. I watch that. Which is why Big Hero 6 is such a great name for a movie. Yeah. Big Fun Sky Mission! You're like, well, fuck. I mean, <laughs> watch I love Big Fun. And Sky Missions. And a Sky and Mission fun. sounds like a place where we could have a lot of Big fun. Big fun, right? Okay, so your rant about nobody fucking cares about what happened. No, it's not that. Uh, you're just being stupid. Um, let, me go <laughs> let me go down the list. Um, let's see. There, there was a Star Trek movie I remember at some point. I think it was called Star Trek the Motion Picture. It was really bad. Into darkness. And it took place, if I'm not mistaken, um, about like 12 years after the TV show. And you know what they did? They just kind of went, some stuff happened. 
We'll tell you along the way what it is. Yeah, literally the premise of that movie was we're getting the band back together. Yeah, and other shit happened. And then there was this. Uh, there was this other movie, and a, space a, a recent one, maybe the most po- the most popular movie ever made. Bald Girl, called Jurassic World. Jurassic World. That you know, it takes place like twenty years after the movie. It's sequeling, even though there were a couple of sequels in between. But they aren't really important to the story of the sequel. Because it's kind telling. of a direct sequel to the first yeah. one, right? Yeah. And they just kind of went. You know, some stuff happened. We'll catch you up along the way. <laughs> and, you know, now, now there's this movie called Star Wars. I feel like Des needs to have a cowboy hat for this explanation. And, like, you know, 30 years has passed. since the last time we had a Star Wars movie. And, you know, they're granted, they're doing some stuff. They're writing books. There are some books that are set in Rebels. No, so. they're, like, right after Return of the Jedi, Dan, like, immediately after Return of the Jedi. You know, not, like... We're going to tell you the entire 30 years of history between now and when the movie comes Supposedly out. Supposedly Han and Leia did not get their happy ending. I don't care. It costs extra. The happy ending costs extra? Yeah. Oh, it, yes, it does. I don't care. I've heard, allegedly. Because, you know, Anakin dies. Anakin dies. It, Spoiler. It doesn't matter if, it, <clears throat> you know, Han and Leia get their, their happy ever after because Anakin dies. I mean, didn't that guy, like, throw a rock on him? A rock? rock? Like yeah, a big-ass rock? I think so. <laughs> it was in that whole new Jedi Order thing, which got very confusing. Who threw a rock at who? Okay. Don't Anakin, throw rocks, people. Anakin, Anakin Solo dies during... Anakin Solo? Yeah, that's Han and Leia's kid. They the the youngest kid. They named him Anakin. Oh, just to fuck with us all? <laughs> hey, he was really cool until he died. Anakin was pretty cool. Yeah. Better than Jason and Jaina. Basically, he died They're um, twins. fighting the, this group of people who I can't remember their name. It's like the... Something, the Vong, some, the Vong, something yeah. similar to Visigoth, but yeah. not actually Visigoth. And um, they, they're like impervious to the Force. Yes. So like the idea was they're like the anti-Jedi. You may have seen this, uh, tr- this uh, meme going around the internet suggesting that the, Empire, the Emperor is actually the hero of the Star Wars trilogy and that he was building the Death Stars to fight off that invasion. Because he had seen it in a vision. You, you've seen yes, this online. Yeah, so he built the Death Star because they have planets that are ships that destroy everything. So if you build a ship that destroys planets, ah, uh, ah, uh, and the, the, the William's looking. He's I'm not paying anyway. attention anymore. No, yeah, no, I just don't get, I don't, just go ahead and skip 20 years and bring us up to date as we go. Yeah, that's fine. Um, my nephew, I was just reminded of my nephew. My nephew is five. Um, he doesn't know much about Star Wars, but he's, he's, he's found Star Wars Legos, and he's in kindergarten now, so he hears a little bit about Anakin Skywalker, and he hears a little bit about Darth Vader, and he hears a little bit about Luke. He's just, but he's not quite sure how it all goes together at this point, and he comes to me, he's like, Uncle Dan, and I went, Charlie, what's up? He's like, for Halloween this year, I'm going to be Anakin Skywalker, and for Halloween next year, I'm going to be Darth Vader. And I looked at him and I went, well, that's a pretty natural progression, Charlie. And his father looked at me like, you shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) (laughs) This brings us to another subject. Like In between, however, here's what you have to do. (laughs) You have to kill all of your classmates. (laughs) Only the Jedis. True, 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 true. Yeah, no, I've decided the real problem we have in this country springs for... (laughs) From, I love how just like perked up like, where the fuck is he going? I'm going somewhere. I think that the real problem with this... this I'm like, please country, don't say the Jews. Please don't say the Jews. Go ahead. Why would I ever say that? <laughs> oh no. Oh my God, they're going to throw us off whatever front station we're on at this point. 
No, the, I, I think that one of the real problems is the persistent lack of exposure. Uh, care of Dan's wife. The people that are roughly about a generation younger than us. Okay. Have to Star Wars. It's mostly the prequels. No, it's not. Some of them have seen like episode one. Wait, did he just really basically like say it. the problem with this country today <laughs> yes. is that the kids after us don't understand the Star Wars? <laughs> yes. Okay. Will, well, I want to. I want to. Very good to cut to the heart. It was better than what I. Well, I mean, like it could have been. <laughs> well, I want to ask you an important question, and I want you to be honest. Wait, wait, is this going to be important? Like your evaluation of what's wrong with America today? That yes. kind of important? Yes. Okay, go ahead. What was the first Greek myth you ever heard or saw? <laughs> you mean like the Odyssey or, or like or any myth about Heracles or you know anything that probably whatever was on Aesop's fables on Bullwinkle when I was a kid no I'm willing to bet it's probably Star Wars because Star Wars is just like I watched a lot of Bullwinkle myth. I'm just saying most of the kids in our generation got their classical education if they have from one from Star Wars it's the from hero's Star journey and, and all that jazz yeah and now we have a whole generation that like it, it's it's a very common occurrence I'd say probably I don't know three out of four on college campuses today just have not seen the original trilogy at all. That they, seems they maybe, high. I don't know if I'd go 75 Oh, no, it is. Because a lot of them, Dan, saw episode one or two when they were kids and didn't really like it, so they didn't bother to see anything more. Because episode one, two, and three are really bad movies if you're watching them not as part of Star Wars. Yeah, fair enough. So I, I, I'm just saying, and I, I mean, it's I'm using that in a, a rather grandiose way to suggest that the problem is that we don't spend enough time teaching classics to children, which is where we kind of learn our our moral ethos, if you will, of society. I mean, the truth is, a lot of the college students I I, uh, I talk to, you bring up the term hubris, and sometimes you get a response that suggests they might know what you're talking about, and quite often you get a response that they have no idea what you're talking about, and our generation cannot help but know what hubris is. Well, there are many reasons why. why. Why would you argue that our generation cannot help know what hubris is? I think for our generation, the, the education we got both in public schooling okay. and through the media was much more influenced by the classics. I wouldn't disagree. I mean, I don't mean to, I'm not suggesting we're special. I'm just simply saying, I, when, when, well, when was the first time you had a class where you had to use the term hubris? Freshman year in high school? Yeah, probably. About right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm just not quite so sure it's as prevalent now. And I, I think it's just as important. That's where we... There, there's this term we use um, in children's literature called interpolation. Okay. Which is about how societies call forth children to become adults. Like what we, what we value and what we don't value. And you should do what we value and not do what we don't value. And Don't do what Donnie Don't does. We've gone, to, we've gone to a world where parents have spent so much time protecting their children that they don't teach them things like classics because classics have bad things that happen in them. Yes. Bad things happen. And that's what, you know, I, I, and I can see the proclivity to wanting to keep your kids safe. It's true. You want to keep your kids safe. But, and again, this was... Watching Big Fish last night, we, I, I, I was telling the guys last night, my wife and I had date night, we went out to a beautiful theater up in Vista, California called Moonlight Amphitheater, and we watched the musical version of Big Fish, um, which is basically this movie. It's based off the movie. Um, but the movie in and of itself is fathers and sons. But it's not about, you know, dad protecting your son. It's about what you leave your children. And the thing, the best thing you can leave your children are the stories of yourself and the world around you 
like the oral tradition of the classics. Mm -hmm. And we, as parents, are protecting our children, but we're no longer telling them stories. We're no longer giving them a hero. We're no longer letting bad things happen to people. And that's a natural part of life. Like, you don't, you have to teach your kids that sometimes bad things happen. Sometimes, if you wander into the woods, a witch will cook you. Yes. Don't, don't. Or if you wander into the woods, quite frankly, there was a lot of things that involved never wandering into the woods. And now well, we're going to have a discussion I'm about into the woods. So I've got maybe. a question for you. What is the one where the wolf eats you, but then later on the hunter comes and kills the wolf and cuts you out of the belly of the wolf and you somehow survive? Red Riding Hood? What does that one teach you? That is Red Riding Hood. Yes. Uh, it teaches you false lessons about the anatomy of a wolf. <laughs> Did you guys watch the Muppets no. pilot? No. No. There's this great moment where... One million moms don't like it, though. There's this great moment where Fozzie's... Dry, because they do, like, it's very much 30 Rock meets the old Muppet show, but they do that convention where they talk to the camera and have the special single interviews. Fozzie's going to meet his girlfriend's house, and he's talking about internet dating, and he says, you put on there... Gorgeous bear wants love, and you get a lot of the wrong responses. Not wrong, not wrong responses, <laughs> just wrong for me. <laughs> oh man, was that's one all, of that's awesome. Well, yeah, it was one of the funnier moments of of the pilot. I felt like on that pilot, before we go on, I, I watched it. I felt like they really wanted to go further, but they just couldn't. And I'm like, no, you ha- like put this show on FXX, just sell it, and let the Muppets just go, because that's fucking awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, but that would be. A, a bit of a it would be betraying Jim Henson to a degree I know but it was hilarious no no all I mean well, by the that, Muppet show was a little no it risque. was I'm it not, was I'm not saying the Muppet show shouldn't be risque damn but if it's no longer inherently in some way for children yeah then it's no longer what Jim Henson invented he, he was he was trying to create a child centered show where things happened where the outcome wasn't necessarily you know, didactic and moral. It was, it was ambiguous. You had to decide for yourself who was right and who was wrong. But if you're going all the way to the extreme, we're just going to have the Muppets say and do like, really outrageous things because it's funny because they're, they're Muppets. Then, really, it's no longer serving a value to children at all. That's what Sesame Street is for, though. Yeah. I mean, like, that, if you're going to do Muppets and children, that's what Sesame Street is for. But I'd make the case that Muppets is still for kids, Dan. It's just for, it's not a, an educational program. Well, you guys, this machine is very educational. And what the Muppets show did is while it was risque, it was still for kids. And I did watch the Muppets pilot with Grayson because Rihanna refuses to watch the Muppets because she thinks they're stupid. What's wrong with your wife? I, I love her. She thinks she won't watch Sesame Street. She doesn't like Dave Matthews either because she thinks he sounds like a Muppet and Muppets are stupid. He sounds so, Muppet like. He does sound Muppet like. I will. I'm not going to disagree. The guy from All J sounds just like a Muppet. So hang on. So uh, she also hates All J. If Julie and your wife are present, that means Grayson doesn't get to watch puppets or space or dinosaurs. Or dinosaurs. Oh, she's going to make him just watch fucking Jane Austen movies. No, his new thing is either videos about trains, choo choo. Trucks, <coughs> bop bop, or police cars, popo. So yeah, watch out. When his next word is Colin Firth, you know you're <laughs> going to be in trouble. Yes, yesterday morning I was like, all right, Grayson, let's go watch the Doctor Who, and he is two, almost two, and he went, no, Doctor Popo, and I'm like, you do not control the television. <laughs> you're not even two. <laughs> you're in charge. You're not in charge. Um, all right, we got. I, I also want to <laughs> call out your nerd card, Dan. Why? You found time to watch the Muppets pilot but not heroes 
Well, yeah. Shame on you. The heroes. I, I, I had to make, and then Rihanna got up because Dilk was coming over. We probably would have watched Heroes next. Because I'm a, I'm a classic Doctor and the new Doctor Who season, which is very good. Two episodes in. I'm very much liking the new Doctor Who season. Man, the Muppets have always and will always exist. Heroes was good for like one season. One season. And the review on this season or this episode was it wasn't as good as the first season so far just in the one episode, but it's so much better already than two, three, and four. No, they're all wrong. It's just as good as the first season. It has all the flaws of the first season. The whole season's going to be a mystery. Okay. And knowing Tim, what's his name? Tim Craig. Craig. Um, he'll have no end game for how to get from the mystery of season one into anything else, just like he did last time. Which is fine. Every 10 years, just do a new Heroes miniseries. Yeah. That's fine. Cash them checks. No, he doesn't feel that way, Dan. This is already marked. Volume one. Oh, we're doing this again? Yep. We're doing it again. Don't do it again. Just stop. This could have just been volume. What we could have done is we could have made this volume two, thereby getting rid of everything else uh, that happened. No, different multiverse. Yeah. Can you imagine how crazy yeah, we would go over a show that only came back every few years in this country? Isn't there one now? If it was well done. If it was well done, it'd be great. Well, we can't even um, in this country uh, afford apparently to wait until next April to find out that Jon Snow is alive, just like we all know he's alive. No, no, no. In this country, if we like a show, not only are we not going to wait several seasons for another one, we're going to make three spinoffs of it for next year mm -hmm. and then make spinoffs of those. Mm -hmm. They haven't spun off Game of Thrones yet. Wait, didn't they make Vikings and now isn't What's-His-Name making some show on Fox that's the exactly the same? Execution. Yeah, uh-huh. No, but no, they're not, that, they're not exactly the same. They're right? not spin-offs. And then they brought but Outlander somebody. for the stars, which is sort of like Game of Thrones. No, it's not. It's not in any way like It's Game like, you know, Thrones. wait, people like D&D &D on television now? Well, fuck, we can do that. D&D &D on TV. Those are called copies. Well, that's a different thing. Eh. I agree with you on the sequelizing thing. Or not sequelizing, the... Spinoff thing. It's a thing that, like, obviously, we have three NCISs on the air, um, which was a spinoff. Arrow has very rapidly gone from one show to I don't know. Next year, it may be like seven. <clears throat> but, but I agree with you about that. But no, I, I I do think it's a little ridiculous that people just can't calmly wait until the next season to find out that Jon Snow isn't dead because obviously Jon Snow is not dead. Obviously, Jon Snow is not dead. We just finished the second season of Broadchurch. Um, which was not as good as the first one, but still better than 90% of the things that I've seen on television. Yeah, Dan, that's really okay, because none of our listeners really watch Broadchurch. They should. Uh, if you like a murder mystery in a small town, it's about a child murder. It sounds sad, but it's amazing. Broadchurch. Don't watch the American version of it. It's not as good. Um, same plot, same actors. Well, at least David Tennant. Not as good. Um, Broadchurch was amazing. And then we watched the second season. And they're going to make a third season. And it's one of those shows where you're like, how is this going to be a second season? Then the second season happens and shit goes down. And you're like, how are they going to make a third season? Everybody left. And apparently they are. So watch Broadchurch. We could either do the last two topics I have or we could just stop because we're about an hour. What are the two topics? Something about uh, there was a somebody came out and did a study and basically said, yep, it's time. Diminishing returns on sequels and remakes. Are, it, it, we're about to start seeing diminishing returns on remakes and sequels. Oh, so someone came out with a study that's... That we've all BS. been saying for years that somebody's actually... That's complete BS. Why? There, there are diminishing returns. Eventually, the market's going to get saturated. There aren't. Where are the diminishing returns? Explain to me the We diminishing haven't returns. seen them yet, but we're about to hit that crest, supposedly. Uh, allegedly. What? What is what? Allegedly. What is this person's data? Explain it to me. The second most highest grossing film at the box office this year was a part seven. Fast. 
Yeah. The Furious 7? It's not even a good franchise. I don't know. What was it? Big Fun Sky Mission? Are that you, sounds awesome. Are you, are you sure this person wasn't looking at like domestic box office gross and pretending like that was important? I, I don't know. Because I think a lot of these people who have these theories about the entertainment industry overvalue They're not the looking at international argument. They're, they're not looking no, they, at they the think the American, the American market is somehow important to you know, film companies at this point, and I'm not sure it is. I mean... They're like, original content is important. Do you want to read my script? No. Yeah. That's, or, what, that's what he's saying. <laughs> the, the other argument I would make is original content is important. China doesn't care. Yeah. China doesn't no, give no, a fuck. What he's saying, Dan, is the people who are complaining going, uh, diminishing returns on sequels. Is you need original stuff for the people pushing their, their original, own original script. Speaking of China, I did see something. Again, it was on Reddit because I guess that's where I'm getting all my news this week. Um, the, in China, the people in the government really like House of Cards. Like like the high level government people really like House they, of Cards. They think do- that it's a documentary film. Well, all the time. and supposedly, allegedly, one of them said, "How does this get by their Ministry of Propaganda?" Which again, we don't. <laughs> we don't have a Ministry Fox of, News. Of, of Propaganda. Fox News Ministry of Propaganda. But apparently, they really like House of Cards, which is really interesting. That. The Chinese government, which we know nothing about, which I'm sure has its own levels of secrecy and terribleness. Um, Have they seen the third season? I I haven't even seen the third season yet. Maybe they just haven't seen the third season yet. It's quite possible. But yeah. It's quite possible. Back to your whole sequels thing, Dan. I don't think I agree. I disagree. I just think it's interesting that someone other than us is saying No, that person, a lot of their um, information is probably inherently flawed because they're probably viewing things like Ant-Man as sequels. Ant-Man. And viewing Ant-Man as a sequel is fundamentally flawed. I'm sorry. Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd agree with that, right? Well, it's a sequel of anything. But it's a... It's a franchise movie in a franchise universe, but it's not a sequel of anything. Obviously, its box office return is going to be lower than, say, Guardians 2. But will like Ant-Man 2 have a... If they made Ant-Man 2, would the box office... for? It depends on what they do with that character in... Civil War and the, the, Avengers the, Three. I don't know if they'll make Ant Man Two. To be honest, I don't know what the what the cost of the movie was versus the cost of what they made. But I imagine if they made Ant Man Two, they would probably make more money for Ant Man Two than they made for Ant Man One. You're no longer selling a product that people don't know about. True. Now you're you've got kind of a core constituency, and you're trying to sell the people who haven't seen it yet. But I I, I fundamentally I mean. <clears throat> I'm not saying I like sequels, but there's a reason that the studios are making them. Well, they're making money, and they all, they, even the ones that are unsuccessful, tend to make more money than the previous installments in the franchise. Anyway, you're actually right. William, why you look sad? I lost a game. Do you lost the game to Dez? No, I lost a That's, game. A That's game. Not going to happen. You lost a game. You're sad because you lost. And how many leagues are you in? Five. Five. Okay. So you're still quite possible to win four to five, which is eighty percent. That's a B. Three or four. Yeah. That's a B. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's not bad. I was always a B student. Uh, I was. And the last one I have, again, nobody's going to care about, but supposedly there was a rumor from the BBC that Capaldi is pissed at the way the BBC treated um, Jenna Coleman, who's going on to her own show, so he is trying to depart, and they're looking at the actor who played, I can't remember his name, who played Rob Stark to be the new doctor. Which, again, they're going back. If, that's, if this is even true, take it with a grain of salt. They'd be going back to someone young and good-looking and bearded. Does and he have a personality? I don't know. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I could see him. Okay. I could see him as the doctor. But I'm like, is no. he really young? Let Capaldi just be the doctor for like 10 years. No. I love Capaldi. No, no, no. 
Right series, wrong choice. You need Capaldi to go, but we need a different actor than Rob oh, Stark. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying casting from Game of Thrones. For the oh, okay. Oh, cast, okay. Brilliant idea. I think that's a Tyrion good idea. Lannister. Dinklage is the doctor. <laughs> no, I love Dinklage. I love Dinklage. Okay, who do you... Did, they're never gonna. They're never gonna cast an American to be the doctor. No, no. I was kidding. And if they did, it probably wouldn't be Dinklage. Um, I I don't understand why they don't um, go out on a limb. I'm just picturing Dax Shepard as the next doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll probably be Ryan Reynolds. Um, why not Sean Bean? Sean Bean plays the doctor, and not as a serious doctor. No, no, no. no. Sean Bean is. In, the sh- in Game of Thrones, who is he? Ned Stark. Dang. Sean, Sean Bean? Bean. How do you not know who Sean Bean is? How did, I, how did Bean I just is? lose that? How did I not do? How, I'm gonna go home. Wow. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stop recording. Wow, Sean Bean. That's a fail. That's a fail. Right For there. some reason, I kept thinking Rowan Atkinson because he plays Mister Bean, and I completely lost and the thread. Baromir or whatever. I completely lost the thread. Okay, yes. No. Why would Sean Bean ever be the, doc- the doctor? That'd be an odd choice. Because, the, because the doctor's him. going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and you just want to want everybody to know right at the beginning of the season. That's doctor, how it's going to end. The doctor always dies. The doctor ultimately is going to die. Oh, really? And regenerate. That's the whole point of it. Is like you get oh. like three or four years of a doctor, then they die, usually doing something. Oh, what's the point in killing him then? Yeah, that's just it. If Sean Bean is the doctor, well, of course he's going to die. Well, I mean, why fight him? <laughs> Well, because you only get a certain you don't you don't necessarily always regenerate. Like if you were dropped in a vat of lava, you wouldn't regenerate. Oh, is this like riffs? You only get like nine clones. You get thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen regenerations. That's a lot of clones. Unless you're the doctor. Unless, and the then form. now you're at twenty-six because you got a whole nother set. Although he did give one to Davros, I think, in this last episode. But that's a whole neither here nor there. Um, yeah, the doctor can just regenerate. So like, if you get stabbed with a pointy stick and you die, you would regenerate. But if you get dropped in lava, mm-hmm. then you probably wouldn't. What's the difference? Well, because the pointy stick, your heart can get rebuilt. If you dropped in lava, you go through all of your regenerations, cause the, but you're surrounded by lava. Oh, you mean I have to come back? Well, I mean, my heart still has a, a pointy stick. Yeah, but the it. heart would regenerate and have not have a pointy stick. I don't know about your logic. It's a, it, you really want to talk about logic in a show about a time-traveling alien who hangs around in a police box? That's With a bigger, magic uh, screwdriver? That's bigger on the inside. Oh, he's giving up the screwdriver. Now he has sonic sunglasses. Don't even get me started on the stupid sonic sunglasses. Um... Yeah, there's no logic there, William. What are you talking about? I still love it. Anyway, I still don't think Sean Bean. What's his name? The guy who plays the smuggler who's hanging out with Stannis. No. I like him. No, you want no, Davos? No. Is that it? Yeah, I no, like not, him. Not Davos. The the African American oh, guy. Oh, the, oh, oh, you want the sex pirate? Yes. <laughs> No, that's, that's I was thinking about. Davos. No, he wants the Onion Knight. I want the Onion Knight. What's wrong with him? I think he'd be a great doctor. <laughs> Have you seen him? I'm he's not going to... He's not gonna gonna you are aware there is absolutely no difference in personality between himself and Davos? He just is Davos? That's... that's. Oh, no, 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 no. We saw him at Con. The dude was fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, no. He was actually really funny. You're thinking of... Um, You're thinking of the guy who... who the spider. Spider. Oh, he was... He would also be an amazing No, he doctor. was good, too. But no, Davos was funny. Because uh, Arya was funny. He she was, was okay. Funny. Maybe Davos was funny. It was. Okay. Anyway, I'm not going to get Charles Dance to play the Doctor. That would be amazing. <laughs> no, you know, if, if, if we had to like, Execute all of our enemies. <laughs> if we had to But we think that it might be good for humanity. I don't care. 
if we had to recast the doctor right now out of people currently working for BBC, the correct answer is uh, Josh Charles or James Charles. From? The guy who plays Porthos in The Musketeers. I thought you were going to say Cumberbatch, and I'm really happy you didn't. Um, no, Cumberbatch, I don't think you Cumberbatch should do it. I mean, like, you're already hard-pressed enough to get him to come back to play Sherlock. There was a rumor that... It's, it's, we'll, it, we'll just do Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence next season. Give the people what they want. It would almost be adorable to watch. <laughs> Even if one episode, just do it for one episode. Um, there was a rumor, we're going to edit this, there was a rumor that when they were going to bring back Doctor Who, one of the people they were looking at for the ninth Doctor was Hugh Grant. I would have watched a Hugh Grant Doctor. Not now, but then, ten years ago. Mm, I'm not sure they could have afforded him. Well, I, I, don't, and he, I, I he don't think he wanted to do it. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Hugh Laurie. Dude could totally do it. I, I, a Hugh Laurie Doctor would also be amazing. Yeah, him or Fry, they would both be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, have you, have you seen a bit of Fry and Laurie? Yeah, yeah. It, both of them should be the Doctor at some point. It would, be, it would be great. That's all I got. Anyone have anything else? No, but go watch the Musketeers. See, see that part. Go watch the Musketeers. William, thank you for and letting also, us use your I, here's, house. Here's, um, I have one piece of recommendation for the BBC. For the love of God, BBC, when you recast the Doctor, there had better be some kind of goddamn diversity. Well, That's we, all I'm going to say. The, the, we, we, we have seen, you know, the Master turn into a woman. Um, the They'll have turn. all the diversity that they have in England. They the might have a... You, you, you are aware Welsh guy. that the guy, the guy that I'm talking about from the Musketeers is, is black. I have no idea what you're There absolutely could British. be a black doctor. There could, there, they, you know, here's the thing. there could be a black doctor or a woman doctor, and it there wouldn't be, necessarily change the character. There could be a Pakistani doctor. There could be the, absolutely. an Indian doctor. It wouldn't necessarily change I'm the character at all. Some type of diversity. I mean, like, uh, how many doctors are we at now? And they Third, have This is the 12th ever, doctor. Ever to have any. Technically diversity. 13th the if you count the war doctor. The diversity they've managed to get so far is they let the Scottish guy be Scottish. Because he can't do any other accent. Yeah, but that's not a lot of diversity. They went letting the Scottish guy be actually Scottish. They wouldn't let David Tennant be Scottish because they thought a nobody would watch him, and b he could do an, a Northern England accent, as opposed to Capaldi, who literally can only be Scottish. So the it's like we want Peter Capaldi, but he's got to be Scottish. So all right, just come on, BBC, some kind of diversity. I would, I would, I would love to see a female doctor. I think that'd be great. I'd love to see a, a doctor of color. I think that would be great too, because again, does not fundamentally change the character at all. At all. That sounds like a really weird PhD Dan just described. A doctor of color. <laughs> doctor of color. A doctor who doesn't even have a medical degree. We could do that. <laughs> but supposedly the name, he took on the name doctor and because of him we call healers doctors. Like that's a whole part of the mythology of the show. Because he's been all through all hey, Dan, let me, let me Let me solve this for you right here. Easy Will over here. Yeah. He didn't care. He didn't care. All right, this has been Musings of a Geek. We're on the Musings of a Geek podcast network at musingsofageek.com. We're also on uh, dangerentertainment.net, the Danger Entertainment Network, run by uh, Michael Leal from Who the What Now. Um, also, where else are we? Geek Life Radio. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Um, if you want to watch, buy, listen to anything, we got an Audible link on our site. You can get an audiobook if you want to watch The Last Starfighter, but you don't have it. Um, go and buy it on Amazon. There's an Amazon banner on the website. But you, but what? You're the only one paying attention to the podcast at this point. No, I'm looking at both of you. I'm expecting you to be engaged. Nothing. All right, everybody. No. Oh, you keep expecting. I can't. Yes, I will. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening and stay geeky, my friends. You are now leading the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. 
Stay geeky, my friends.